Because you want to live in the forefront of your times, in ideals and in sacrifice, you have elected this. Live from Mad Rivers Boulevard, it's Paul and Ray! Hi, Hi, Special location. Oh, now, now, while this podcast is not officially sanctioned by Sky News, mm. we've just come off the air, Rachel. Mm. We've just done a solid, solid 20 minutes of talking on TV. How yep. are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good because you brought me in for the non-politics half of the show, <laughs> which I like. Which means the non-asylum secret bit, <laughs> exactly. the non-sanctioned marriage bit. Anyway. You know, I came on to your show tonight a little bit worse for wears. Really? You look great. Thank you. People need to understand, the girl really wears makeup but tonight it's on usually we're doing this in my bedroom on the floor in my pajamas Mm. but i can barely move my right knee because i went to do my shopping today and i got my bags together and i was walking up the stairs exiting the shops and i've caught my shoe on the step and i have smashed down on my knee. The pain was excruciating. And I'm usually, you know when you fall over and you're a bit embarrassed, you're like, oh, God, up we get like nothing's ever happened. I couldn't get up. But when your kneecap is now a push-up bra... Oh God! Like, is it? Is it? Do you need me to massage? <gasps> I don't know what I really. Is your kneecap screwed? What's happened? I don't know. I've had ice on it all afternoon. Oh, but that'll do it. I. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, that's you never like... know what to do in a crisis. Yeah, you know, between that and some flat lemonade, you can cure yes. cancer. And I never know. You know, they should sell flat lemonade. I agree. Don't you think? And some old saladas, out of date yeah. saladas. Yes. Apparently, that was good. Why do they have to be out of date, Mum? Shut up. <laughs> This is parenting. So I've smacked down and hit the floor on my knee and I couldn't get up because I was in so much pain. And then I was that schmuck where a guy had to come up and lift me up and sort of say, are you... And then I'd bought, because I thought I felt, I felt like spaghetti bolognese, so I'd bought the worst thing ever to fall over with, two <laughs> jars of spaghetti sauce <laughs> everywhere. everywhere. Oh, so it looks like a crime scene. <laughs> so I was just on the floor, on my knees, covered in like like chunky dormio. <laughs> Did you have a grin? <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. By the way, further to your story, yeah, uh, there's a little uh, phenomena mm. that many a shop have, and many a, a, a sort of a club might have this as well. Mm. It's when you arrive at a shop, it's great. Here's the the escalator that'll take you down to the bottom. It's wonderful, but. These are also the same places that make you walk up the stairs after you've bought stuff. They don't give a shit about the leaving the store experience. (laughs) Like on the way in, it's all grand and there's water features, (laughs) there's a guest greeter. They're all there to take care of you. Yeah, now you've bought your stuff, you can walk the f*** out of here. (laughs) I bought the stuff. (laughs) The other thing that freaks me out is, you know those elevators, escalators that you come up to now that are really slow until you get on them and then they speed up? Yeah, and you go, ooh, this is exciting. Did I do it with my mind? But my thing is, the only place that you should leave that is a quiet experience, mm-hmm. whorehouse. <laughs> Anything else. But at JB Hi-Fi, mm. if I've gone and bought four DVDs and an overpriced, you know, <laughs> terabyte drive, yes. I don't just want some suspicious Indian-looking bloke saying, hang on, goods checked, bang, bang. <laughs> yes. I want somebody saying, 
thank you. Don't you think, though, that all of the knock shops, all of their doors are on the front street? You know, like mm. every... And, and oh, you, so you think it should be secret entrance exit and exit? I just think that the whole thing should be back alley entrance and, and I don't just mean that that's the stuff you pay for when you get in. <laughs> Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. I have a little bone to pick with you, P. Murray. Oh, hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa. I realised the texts were a bit off this week. Seriously, I today looked in the mirror and was, like, just checking if my mo needed waxing, which it did, P.S. So I got right up close to the mirror and noticed a one-centimetre chin pube that had clearly been there for a long time if it got to one centimetre have you seen this and not informed me? I seriously... Never, no, no, but I didn't realise. I know it's my job and I would say something's going wrong here, but I haven't noticed it. But you have been getting around with, with One chin pube. long chin pube. Like it was a centimetre long and actually curling down <laughs> like one of those Asian blokes that plays that really annoying, annoying <laughs> violin-y thing. <laughs> He's got a rat on his shoulder. <laughs> Look, if busking's the next career path... <laughs> I did, didn't want. Did I ever tell you about the time that I used to busk? Oh, did you what? Down at Circular Key, and there was a bloke down there. What did you do? Me and three girlfriends. We used to go down there and we used to sing. Okay, and we'd make a decent amount of coin. Sonia Dada style. Oh, just you know, lover, just, lover, <laughs> lover, lover, lover. You, you don't treat me no good no more. No more. <laughs> We both went, do we do the second verse? <laughs> so we were there down at the time. And now I don't know if, if you're familiar with Circular Key, there was a time. Never heard of it. <laughs> Not aware of it. There was a time before. Just Captain there? <laughs> before the statues got really sort of popular as a busking thing where you would go down, you would paint yourself as a character and you'd stand there as a statue. Boring. Boring. But the first bloke to ever do it was the Silver Man down mm. in Circular Key. Is he like Trough Man? <laughs> no, he wasn't like Trough Man. <laughs> so Silver Man would stand there, paint himself all silver, had a little hat on. You probably remember if you, if you were down at Circular Key circa sort of 1998. And he, you know, everybody, although you don't need a license or you didn't at that point in time, everybody had their turf. And Silver Man had his turf. And our Asian Man with the chin pube and the whiny violin had his turf. Trademark. 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 And so we copped a squat in between, you know, whiny Chinese man and Silver Man. <laughs> this, I, Please take it into context. <laughs> whiny Chinese man podcast gets offensive. <laughs> So everything was fine so long as you stayed in your lane. But there came a point where we started to get quite popular because we were new down there. And there was this one day in particular where we just had busload after busload of tourists come down and each person wanted a photo with us and everybody was giving us two bucks a pop and nobody was going to the Silver Man. And Silver Man cracked at Royale. Now, Silver Man... He doesn't come out of character for anybody. He's standing there for eight hours a day in stone cold silence. The dog could lift its leg. Doesn't matter. Could go off. Somebody goes. Ah, look he's at he's a professional. Yeah. Silverman gets off his podium, walks towards us, kicks over our tray full of money. Excuse me. Walks back and goes and stands in silence again. <laughs> I suppose. 
We are assuming that a person willing to paint themselves a colour and do nothing all day <laughs> is mentally stable. Keep <laughs> <laughs> the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. Rach, some breaking international news. <laughs> breaking international news. Which you are. Willkommen. Now, I want you to decide if this is richtig or de falsch. <laughs> It's news from Chile. Yes. That Chile has officially, you notice neither of us have gone Chilean. Uh, hola. <laughs> Miners. Stuck. <laughs> anyway, Chile has officially released uh, its official study into UFOs. Oh. Now, I don't know why, but here's my sort of overall. Could you give two f***s? About this stuff, I'd never. Don't give a shit. It doesn't intrigue me at all. No, nah, and this why? intrigues me less than ghosts, and I don't care about ghosts. I just don't know. Official means somebody important has commissioned it, right? Yeah. So why are they officially looking at UFOs? Are people being anally probed over there by aliens on a daily basis, and the government's like, we must intervene? But the bit I don't understand about the alien world is they've worked out how to have a spaceship that goes the other side of the galaxy, but not that our brains are not in our bottom. <laughs> yeah. Like, surely the probe is up the nose. You know what I would love is for somebody with a UFO sighting to come out that just had teeth. Not somebody from the middle of nowhere who's like, nearest neighbour is 85 miles away. So part of it is like, did you just want a news crew to come around so you had someone to talk to? <laughs> <laughs> want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrache.com.au. Little survey from Durex came out. Oh, what's this garbage? Garbage <laughs> with a capital shit. This is the Pons Institute with a white lab coat made of latex. This is the Pons Institute applying to become an institute. <laughs> so they've come out with all of the different places that people want to have an orgasm. <laughs> It's all these responses like in public transport, at a gym, in a library. Is there something wrong with me? This outdoor sex business, no interest. Correct. I've said it a million times, stock standard, missionary position, in a bed, gets a bad rap. Well, it's worked for generations. Seriously. You're comfy, you're snuggling up, you're close to the person you love. Why are we going to be swinging from the rafters? But also, what does it say about Durex? That when he does a global survey about where do you want to have an orgasm, nobody answered in your product. <laughs> you're listening to Paul and Rach. There's an event that's wrapping up in Sydney uh, that's, you know, it comes around, it feels more than once a year, but mm-hmm. Sexpo, we're all aware of Sexpo. Boring. Is there anything less, less sexy, sexy than Sexpo? Less it's a sexy. giant sex shop. Yeah. And sex shops aren't hot. Nah, it's like the boat show, but with dildos. <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. Oh, please tell me that you have seen this piece of rubbish floating around today as if the fact that we have a Sharknado 2 out is not shit enough. Tara Reid has released a perfume, Shark by Tara. Piss off. Piss off. (laughs) Look, I'll, I'll confess, I like Sharknado 2. Did you? I liked it. Look, it's dumb, stupid shit. Like, Did you watch Sharknado 1? Yeah, loved it. Really? It's rubbish. I mean, the, the premise is such garbage. And the second time around, without spoiling it for anyone, the first five minutes, for some reason, there's a shark storm and sharks end up 
inside a plane. What? So literally... It's there sharks are, on a plane. There are sharks eating the pilot. There's a woman in the toot and she gets eaten up. No. It's great. It's fantastic. Okay, so... But, but the perfume, please. But the perfume. It, this from the mind of someone who walked the red carpet and didn't realise her tit was out. Correct. You know, like there are ways you can cash in on a phenomenon and then there is this steaming pile of dirt. Okay, I want you to go into Google right now and go Tara Reid net worth. I can't, and no. This is the thing. So, so let's have a guess here. I reckon she's going to be oh, worth oh, five million bucks. You reckon? Yeah, open it up and tell the world how much is Tara Reid worth. This is like deal or no deal, but for... <laughs> oh, sucked in. She's only worth two mil. That is not enough to be bringing out Shark by Tara. No, that's not going to like. I mean, she's going to have to spend that much on a retaining wall for a can. Hit <laughs> the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. Now, Rach, we all know that I'm an old man. Let's not muck around about yeah. it. I was uh, at a pizza thing the other day with a dear friend of ours, mutual mate, and uh, <laughs> lovely waitress turns up, fine, fair enough, and, you know, we just do a bit of the, G'day, Dale, how are you? Mm-hmm. You're pretty. Anyway, she was born in 1996. <sighs> She's just turned 18. People turning 18 this year were born in 1996, yeah. Rachel. Among some of her responses to our repartee, and I don't know how this comes up, what? You couldn't use the internet and a phone? <laughs> and a direct quote from this beautiful, yeah, happy-looking happy. chick. So yeah. Like, happy, happy mm-hmm. girl. Mm, I kind of remember 9-11, but I was really young. Oh, wow. See, I'm currently in the situation where I'm working with quite a few Gen Yers, and the number of times I've heard the phrase, Oh, God, I wasn't even alive then. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, well... Amigos Paris M3, I wasn't even alive then. <laughs> Amigos Paris M3 means you'll always be my friend. Amigos Paris M3 means this love will never end. We're friends for life, not just a summer or a spring. Amigos Paris M3. Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrache.com.au. You know how there's all this talk? I thought we'd get a little political for a second, seeing as we are just uh, post-Sky News here. You know, there's all this talk about torture, waterboarding. None of this stuff is good to be doing to Dean. Iraq War, 2009. (laughs) We're up with it. I don't want to tell you what happens at the end of it, but it is over. I wanted to just say that for any of these governments international, because I know we've got a lot of international governments listening to the podcast, you know, when you're thinking about what to do with detainees and you're wondering what kind of torture to get out the information that you want to get to them. Send them into a cocktail party where they know no one. Oh, yeah. That's next level. Party. That is... <gasps> what a punish! What happened? Where'd you go? Oh, my God. I just... I'm so bad at small talk. I went to actually went to drinks the other night and I had a very finite number of people I knew and that was it. And once they went off and started talking to other people... Welcome to my nightmare. But also, we all know what happens here, where if you're standing around five people, uh, you know, a couple of couples, whatever, you know that 
the person you have the least amount in common with is the only one left standing. Oh, and you've blown, you blown the whole act in the first 25 minutes. Yeah. And then there's, yeah, so... And that moment where you are waiting desperately because you, you can see the cogs of your own mind turning. You know that on your list of things that you have prepared to talk about, you got one to two things left max. Yeah. If nobody you know comes over in that time, the sense of terror and dread of like, what else in this room can I come across that I can drum up to add to that list of conversation? It is like the worst first date you've ever been on mm. times a million. All right, I'll give, can, I, can I give you a couple from the P. Murray bag? Do. Because I don't know if I might. I'm, You're good at this right shit. At this? You're All really right. good at okay. this stuff. Very easy. How's work, mate? You know, yeah, it's all right, it's all right. You know, what's your boss like? Uh, you know, you're getting along with everybody? Getting along with everybody oh, opens up a massive oh, world. Oh, not this <laughs> bitch from accounts. And that'll go on and on and on and on and on. And then I just have to take a piss. I should have taken a, a piss. In a suburb. <laughs> because I ended up next to this sort of half-cup bloke. And look, I'm not somebody who thinks it's that people are trying to pick me up. But you know when you just know this bloke's having a oh, crack? Oh, he's gone, he's gone, all right, I'm drunk enough and it's late enough, so if I'm a chance, yes. now's the time to press go so on he- Operation D. <laughs> so he's backed up into my personal space in this really awkward, weird way that no sober person would do, and I thought, this is a bit weird. And then he just turns around and goes, hello. Oh, oh! <laughs> <laughs> And then the first question he asked me was, what's the best concert you've ever been? Oh, no. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. And then I pulled out the John Farnham because I thought that would turn him off because he was quite a hipster dude. Yeah. Didn't turn him off. Loved it. Thought it was adorable. Thought it was adorable. Because anything you said was going to be awesome. (laughs) Then I gave it. I'm going to compliment my way to her undies. I gave it a bit of, oh, cried on my way through it. Still interested. Still interested. Crying my way through John Farnham. He's still there. I was giving it my best turn off work and I was standing there just thinking I just want to be home in bed. You've like, never wanted to fart more frequently oh, in all your life of which he was going to go, oh, you've got shark by Tara, I notice. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. Oh, Rach, normally we bang on about your father and rightly so. Mine. I'm mm. worried about him. Oh, what happened? He's been living by himself for the first time in a little while and uh, I rang him Yesterday. Yeah. And every 30 seconds, boop, 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 boop. Jesus, what's this? Yeah. Thinking there's either a very small truck that's reversing <laughs> only a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> what's that, Dad? He goes, oh, it's a bloody fire alarm. It's bloody, it's the smoke detector and it's hardwired into the roof. I said, okay. How long has it been going? So, Tuesday. <laughs> Tuesday. And I've gone, Tuesday? So you've been sleeping. Th- oh, mate, you just, you know, I don't know what to do about it. <laughs> What's he going to do about it? Well, this is it. He has no plan for it. I said, do you want me to come around? And I've got a feeling that as soon as I get over there, I'll get a ladder and I'll go, all right, one second solution. But I'm going to have to really faff and make this seem like... Oh, yeah. It's a real tough. say, oh, we can't record TV. Because it's not turned on. But you just go, oh, hang on. Just one second. I just got to go get a ratchet for this. But this is the great thing about parents and particularly dads, I think, when they get on their own. I don't know whether it's our father's generation thing and we're not going to be able to do this. They've gotten through uh, 75 years of life. Now, I feel as a 33-year-old woman, 
I know more than my 23-year-old self did, as I assume I will know in 10 more years. But with dads, it's like their development is arrested. What He's never had to work out, you know, how smoke to get, a, get rid of a smoke detector or he can't sort of laterally think enough to think, oh, maybe I'll just, I don't know, smash it off the roof. <laughs> but see, maybe it's a dad thing where the second that, you know, mum pushes you out, bang, or I know everything now. Mm-hmm. Like you just, you, oh, I'm a dad, so I'm a genius yes. and everything. Yes, yes. But they haven't done the refresher courses they haven't gone and double checked anything like they know you know they know about how to get a typewriter ribbon yeah. but, but you put them anywhere near a computer and say oh bloody email oh hang on i got offered a million bucks the other day should i write back to this prince in at least your dad can use a computer and check an email my dad's never touched a computer but maybe that's a good that? business solution refresher courses for the over 70s male because oh. i feel after a marriage or once a bloke is on his own Mm. At 55, he popped out the other side and he's like, how do I I make a sandwich? What's all this? Like he's just been banished from the kingdom. (laughs) Exactly. He's he's the former emperor. (laughs) Let's be very honest though. Could you imagine if your job every single day was doing a bit of, you know, genius bar style help Mm. for people our parents' age? (laughs) All right, guys, now you've got to turn it on. That's the top left button, guys. No, no, no. You need to open it up for the top. Imagine... Even getting anywhere near a bookmark. <laughs> I think. Have you ever done this thing when I've tried to teach my parents how to use anything technological? I think the way to do it is to stick coloured bits of paper on yeah, things oh, yeah, they absolutely. have to press. Posted note everywhere. <laughs> One, two, three, four. So it's just like it ends up like the piece of technology, you can't work out what it is anymore because it's covered in a confetti of Press this to turn off. This is enter. So we've established people of a certain generation, the only reason we exist is Mm. because it's pretty obvious. Dick goes in, (laughs) dick comes out. Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach funny little story a friend was telling me about the other day because plus one bless uh, actually this is going to be two stories plus one was telling me the no, other I'm d- sorry this, this seriously <laughs> under the t's and c's of this arrangement plus one uh you know he's a travel writer so he goes and and reviews a lot of things and when he was over in england he got an invitation to come down and review this five-star yacht that you go on you spend the night on there it's all these cabins and stuff and his family are english he's, he's over there visiting his family at the moment how do you give that anything but five stars yeah exactly. That's about, you know as far as yachts go. <laughs> yeah. so he was showing his the photos to his parents and his parents were like oh that'd be really nice if you know we could do something like that one day and and plus one was like well bugger it let me ring them up and see if i can get your cabin so he got him them a cabin as well and they all went on there together so anyway plus one's parents are like we've got no overnight clothes we've got to go and buy some clothes so they go to marks and spencers they buy some clothes so plus one's dad gets himself some pants that didn't fit properly so he turns up to the five star yacht and they're going to check in and all of a sudden they're at this five star yacht counter and his dad's pants fall off. <laughs> like, hit the deck. You're a card, that one. Look at him. He's a card. And he's just looked down and gone, oh, God, oh, God. Handed over the back and had to pull his pants up. And I was telling a friend of mine about this last night. And he said that he was on a double-decker bus. And there was a girl in front of him with one of those really flowy skirts on. And he has walked up behind her, trod on the flowy skirt oh. and... Oh, the dream! 
dream. The, whole, the carry on dream. The whole thing has hit the floor. And he said, the most mortifying moment of my life was when I bent down to pick up her skirt to hand it to her to try and help. And she just turned around and goes, Don't touch me. Hit <laughs> the guys up on the Paul and Rage Facebook page. I've got an apartment that I bought in Brisbane and I've got renters in there at the moment. Now, the great fear when you rent out an apartment or anything that Wait, you can own. Can we start this as Paul and Rachel's investment section? Yes. This is like, this is money tips. Yes. We K- need an K-ching. intro. Ka-ching. Ka-ching. Buy, sell. Can't afford in Sydney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my renters seem to be delightful. I seem to have a good property manager that's telling me that everything's going on well. But I was reading a story today about what would be, I can imagine, the worst ever tenants. Tenants from hell, please. Tenants from hell. Coming up on a current affair. Russian teenagers completely sort of dextered their apartment with like, uh, plastic you know, plastic sheeting. sheeting and turned it into a swimming pool. Awesome, but for kids. <laughs> <laughs> the entire apartment plastic sheeted to the roof and they filled it with a swimming pool worth of water. This is one of those stories where it is the difference between being a kid and an adult. Mm. Like in uni, if you heard the story, you would have gone, but now you go, think of the mould, <laughs> think of the damage to those walls. Totally. I'm sure that I'm going to have to go and rent one of those vacuum cleaners that they have at Coles. Aquavac. Aquavac and go and fix that up because is anybody renting those things? Exactly. <laughs> Who has ever in the history of Australia done the wet-dry vac from Woolies? The Australian people do not use a wet-dry vac. What we do is just push our dry vac a little too much and see if it'll suck up water and then go and buy a new vacuum cleaner. (laughs) (laughs) Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. I mentioned it before, but there's a, a movie that's coming out called The Purge Anarchy. Here is Le Premos. Mm. It's a really tight society where, you know, Singapore style, you can't spit your gum out and, you know, like this. It's really hardcore. Yep. Uh, but for one night where no rules exist, there is no law. You can do whatever the hay you want. Mm-hmm. You can kill, you could maim, you could murder, you can do whatever you want for, from sort of sundown to sun up one night a year. So here's my question, Rach, without notice. Yeah. One crime, no consequence, what would it be? And downloading music is not good enough. Would you want to uh, end someone? Never. Like, the reason I haven't murdered someone is not because it's illegal. <laughs> you know? Like, because it's wrong. Yeah, because I don't feel the urge to murder somebody. It's not because I will go to jail if I do it. I've never in my life been angry enough that I could imagine that kind of passion. Mm. Maybe I'd steal stuff. Maybe I'd steal clothes I couldn't afford because I'm never in my whole life going to ever be able to afford anything that comes down a runway. And then like that scene in Coming to America where all the poor kids are wearing the prince's robes they've clearly yes. stolen. Yes, like, You'll be this, you'll That'll be this be homeless me. woman walking around with a beautiful colours and patty. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I do. I know I'm never going to experience the moment when I walk into Jimmy Choo and buy a pair of shoes. Well, hang on, by that logic, you're breaking into Barack Obama's place just to sniff his undies. Oh, hello. There's my crime. <laughs> Follow the guys on Twitter at Paul and Rach. Rach, we talk about this from time to time and we'll one day come up with a theme. Mm. But for the world of sexting, um, oh, Canadian yeah. police apparently have come up with this new app that before you send a sext, I don't know how it works out, mm-hmm. that you're going to send a sext, mm-hmm. but it 
sort of asks you, are you really sure? Are you really sure you want to send this picture? How can it tell? It's got, like, titty alert or something. What? Is there an emoticon for, for that? No, I don't I know. I know I've invented one. <laughs> you have got a great emoticon <laughs> for that. I think to myself, if I had grown up with sexting, mm. I never would have survived my teens. No, not at all. Because I was completely frigid as a as a young teenager. But so the- Your sexting would have been locked knees. <laughs> <laughs> Lock knees and a rather overgrown hedge. <laughs> Hit the guys up on the Paul and Rage Facebook page. I had one of the great old school experiences this weekend where I went to a thing called All Holden Day. <gasps> I saw some photos on your Instagram. It was so good. It was so good. It's a swap meet of stuff, parts and badges and all that stuff. And it's full of people who know how to tinker with cars. Right. But what I love about you know, the swap meet is, you know, there's the very specific guy. There's the mix of stall holders where there's, you know, the old prick who's a bit annoyed you haven't bought anything from him. And I'm like, well, sorry, I don't need a diff. Yeah. That's okay, pal. But anyway. <laughs> um, but then we started to get into a few things that really didn't have anything to do with automotive stuff. Mm. Like, I'm not joking for $2, used kids' pyjamas. <laughs> now, <laughs> what part of you thinks, A, there's a market for it, but B, I'm actually going to front up in front of people I don't know all day with a stall that sells used Kids pajamas. Oh, there's a, another level when you get to those kind of environments where people understand that money is going to change hands, and they think it's an opportunity to just ship out the shit they had sitting in the back of their cup, and they're like, "Well, I know it's a hold and swap meet." But I got a pair of Grosbys here I haven't worn since. You know? There's an old typewriter that Nanny used to have. <laughs> yeah. I'm here for spare parts for a Commodore. So, pardon moi with my ignorance, but with a swap meet, is it not? There's no swapping involved because yeah. I'm imagining the barter card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I'll give you a steering wheel. <laughs> For a hubcap. No, no, it's, it's, you buy shit. Do you think anybody is still bartering? Do you remember the barter card from 1980, the 1980s? And oh, people used to do business. Card. Yeah, and businesses used to do business with the barter card. But I don't understand what. So you would walk in, swipe it, and it'd say, television in exchange for I'm an electrician and I'll come and. Yeah, so I used to work for a legal registration firm and we had a barter card. So sometimes we would go and settle people's purchases of their property for like a carton of wine or something. (laughs) (laughs) It seems like a very antiquated way to do business. I'm trying to work out when that would be a positive exchange in a brothel. Like what could you possibly have (laughs) that is a service that is more appreciated? I reckon she'd want her dignity back. (laughs) Yes. Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. All right, end of the podcast time. You know what that means. It's time for Rachel Story Time. This is where we take a story from people. Picture today. Picture magazine. (laughs) And make the dirty bits okay for the internet. For the first time last week, I put the word up on the uh, Facebook page, and I've forgotten now. <laughs> I did it for one week. <laughs> so you're going to have to come up with something. Pop plant. Pop plant. I like it. Today's story is called You Drive Me Crazy. Oh, 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 oh yes. Nice. After so tw- can we change the word now to Holden? We can. After 22 years of marriage, the Holden between me and the missus was shit house. <laughs> <laughs> Once a week, Tuesdays usually, missionary position, don't knock it, Correct. lights off, 
Yawn. When she told me she was going to Asia for two months, I didn't even give a shit. What what a sexy story this is of a lonely man who hates his wife. But a funny thing happened while she was away. I started to miss the old girl. And thanks to the complete break from Holden, I got massively Holden and couldn't wait to Holden her as soon as she got back. When I picked her up at the airport, she looked fantastic. She was tanned and had lost a few kilos. And as I drove along, my old fella was (laughs) Holdening in my shorts. Wifey must have been Holden too because as I weaved through traffic, she started Holdening me. That Holden did it. I pulled into a side street, trucked her in the back seat and holdened all over a Holdens. I'd miss those bad boys. I holdened a Holden and holdened her Holdens and holdened my Holden into her Holden. I was so turned on that I holdened almost straight away, but I wasn't going to let that stop me. I kept holdening away at her and managed to keep my Holden. And with my first Holden out of the way, I just went nuts. My missus hadn't been holding like that in a decade and she was lashing out and holding and holding anybody walking past would have thought i was murdering her. <laughs> after wifey had holden she had tears in her eye eyes i climbed up and holding all over oh, you disgusting man within a week or so our holding life was back to being boring so now i'm tempted to go to asia to get me a Filipino wife instead. <laughs> this is the worst one this, I've ever read. We're not meant to feel this bad at the end of it. I'm crying. <laughs> See you next See week. You. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach.